welcome to Groaning. And in this episode, we'll be talking about how I kind of found my like life mantra per se. So, um, I didn't really have anything that I really lived by until I'd say like this year or the end of last year. And it's actually a really funny way that I got it. And, um, so in grade eight up till, I don't know, still now, but it used it up till, let's say, kind of the end of grade 10 is when my depression and anxiety was at its worst. And what like my conclusion from the that whole shablam of an experience is that nothing matters and it might sound really pessimistic but it's kind of true and here's how I got there and I'll explain I promise it's not that depressing so blah 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 grade 8 comes and I just not rock bottom yet but it's like not good. I don't know the specific reasons, but I kind of just, you know, got really anxious. And for that period, I would, like, not talk to most people. And I would be, like, pretty quiet. And I was terrified of every single thing. And I constantly thought that people were, like, listening to what I was doing or, like, you know, looking at me, judging me, stuff like that. And I was like, oh my god, I'm the worst person on the planet. I, like, don't deserve to exist. And stuff like that. Very unhealthy, very bad. But then, as one does, anxiety often, like, turns or, you know, augments into, like, depression and stuff. So, I was like, you know what? I suck and I deserve to die. Which is really harmful, but... It was kind of like that for a while where I, well, I didn't care about things, so I started living my life more openly, but only because I knew that I was going to die eventually, as in before high school ended, let's say. I genuinely never thought I could graduate. Um, but... So I was having fun to whatever degree, at least when I was with, like, my people and, I don't know, doing fun things. I would actually enjoy things, but the second I got home, I would be, like, just dead. You know, like, sleeping, uh, doing nothing in my room, like, just wasting my hours away. And then, actually, when I reached that point where I'm, like... Like, I know I'm gonna die, and it was like a safety net. I was like, when I realized things could be, like, I could do the things that I wanted to, even though, for example, the things I used to look forward to were becoming a checklist. I tried to, like, meet with my old grade four teacher. I tried to, I don't know 
do more things that I actually wanted to do. And in that, I kind of realized, like, I can do whatever I want as long as it's not harming other people. And I guess, like, at this point, not only did I think, like, nothing mattered, I was like, nothing matters. We're on a rock floating in space and nothing, like, none of our actions are actually going to really do anything. And then, like, that was the moment where I was like, nothing matters. Like, literally nothing matters. Which is, like, so powerful in itself, considering that you are what gives life meaning. At least in my viewpoint. Like, you could completely ditch school. Because if you don't, like, care about it, then it's not something that will bring you joy and something like that. It's like, nothing really will ultimately have a consequence. But, like, long-term, as in, like, in, let's say, a hundred years, but in your life right now, you get to choose what you want to do and choose the consequences that you have to face and there's like a power in that and like my mantra is basically nothing matters unless you want it to and I feel like that really helped me considering that I constantly felt like I needed to get perfect grades or work myself to death or I'm not like smart enough or something like that but it's like crazy that I learned that you really need to know yourself and know what you value and it took almost dying for me to know that and speaking like it's such an important thing to me these days because I really learned how to prioritize. My teacher actually said something where it's like, this is, might be more like motivation or like insight thing, but it's like, if you looked at yourself and you were in the same place as you are now in 10 years, what would you think? And for example, if you're like, oh, I don't want to be living at home for 10 more years, what can you do now that will, like, change that action? And it kind of just emphasizes what you, like, how much control you have over your life. And whether there's different, like, restrictions or barriers that you have to cross, ultimately your life is your life, especially when you're, you know, older or at least when you're not legally your parents and you're legally adult there's so many options and choices and just there's so many possibilities and literally there's nothing there to stop you and I think stopping like I the fact that I stopped caring about every single thing is what helped me bring to that help me <laughs> help bring that concept to me <laughs> Like, that's how I kind of... It was like my aha moment because I 
didn't care about anything and realize I can choose what I cared about. And yeah, as much as like that is like, I kind of think that choosing what matters to you emphasizes literally like the choices you can make. Like you can choose your friends, your family to whatever degree. You can choose what you want to do in your life. You can choose how you react to things. Literally, like, my brain. (laughs) I think, like, whatever is out of control, even, you can... Like, the one thing that you can control is yourself, and I don't know why I didn't notice that. And I don't think a lot of people actually like truly understand the extent to your own power and it's really sick (laughs) so what was I gonna say I think (laughs) that's where I get some of my motivation from especially like being such a pessimistic person I want to emphasize that, I mean, I am pessimistic in that I do think the world will end within, like, the next, like, out, like I don't know, 2,000 years, right? But, actually, two thousand, maybe, maybe 3,000, I don't know, like, not near future, but, like, near enough that it's not, like, a million years. But I think it, the world's gonna end, so... I, like, the world's gonna end, not only that, but I'm eventually gonna die, so why not, like, maximize what time we have, knowing that we can do literally almost anything? Someone once told me, like, life might be short, but it's the longest thing you know, and... I think that also works, saying, like, life might be long, but it's the shortest thing you'll ever know. Kind of, like, just putting into account how we don't know what happens after we die. You might, like, what if this is... You'll never be... Actually, you might. I don't know, but at least you'll never be conscious of it. But I'll never be conscious of being me ever again or at least I'll forget about being me or whatever so why not do what makes you happy and yeah it might sound selfish blah 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 but the world's gonna end so you might as well do all the good you can that's my nihilistic viewpoint um and yeah I was gonna talk about how like I guess this has brought me comfort knowing that the world's going to end. Um, I think it just kind of, like, makes time into a more concrete thing that I, I feel like I can wrap my head around what I want to do and what time I have and the things I can do with my life. And I think what also helped is honestly, like, not being cishet. Because 
ultimately there's going to be things that I want and I can't have. And what I, like, I'll have my brother on next, um, I don't know, I'm recording this in advance, so probably before this, but he has, like, he's so smart, he's so cool, I love him so much, but he's very, like, cute in that he doesn't need much to be really happy, and I think he's really happy at home and learning about the things he likes and spending time with his friends and talking about his, like, Myers-Briggs stuff and playing video games and being with family. And that's, like, the sweetest thing ever. But what I can't do is, like, although as much as I love my family, my, like, why I have to leave and I'm eager to leave is because then I can access the care that I need and just um like access the care I need and stay away from stuff that I don't need and what I find like that I never really understood is that it's my life and I can do what I want with it and the power that comes with that um like this is a perfect example of I can't control who my family is and I can't control how much they support me and what they think of like trans people, gay people but what I can control is what I can do and I guess the perfect balance of understanding what you can control and being okay with things that are out of control helped me so much especially like with transitioning I used to be so upset like oh I wish it could be now I wish I could get top surgery I wish I can do HRT right now And I can't because my parents don't understand. But, for example, now I'm on a waiting list and there's genuinely not much I can do to speed up that process. But the, like, joy in knowing that it will happen soon, it will happen eventually, and I know it because I'm making that decision even if I can't make it right, like, I can't realize it right now. That's what is like helping me so much because I know to whatever degree I'm in control and I know eventually I'll be able to get what I want and I'm trying to think if I can like say other things or connect it to but Wait, let me think for a hot 30 seconds. <laughs> There's just gonna be... Like, okay, I'll get... T- I'll give myself 10 seconds. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. That was really terrifying. Um, 
I think, okay, I'll talk about one more thing that um, I found really helpful is that I think you've probably seen it around, but the fact that you can't control, it's kind of part of the same umbrella of control, so that's why I'm connecting it. Um, but you can't control and nor are you responsible for someone else's feelings. To whatever degree, you aren't responsible for, like, saving someone's life because they're depressed, you know? Although, as much as you want your, like, best friend to live, you can't take that burden on yourself. And I think this reflects, like, for example, a lot of parents, if they're like, oh, you don't have these grades, you're not good enough, oh, you're gay, you're not good enough, stuff like that. It really sucks hearing it from someone you love or really sucks when, for example, you're telling yourself that you, like, you're not worth it. Stuff like that. But I know, like, it's so complicated. But just to think that why should they have any power over you? When my dad says stuff that's, like, kind of... Like, I feel, like, out of place for him. I know that he doesn't have... Even though he's my father, right? He doesn't have the right to dictate how I should live my life. Especially if he hasn't been, you know... Like, he doesn't know what's going on. And no one ever will except yourself. So, unless... Like, you can give advice... And you can say, oh, like, I've been through something similar, or hearing your circumstances, you should do this. But considering that he has, he doesn't know what I've been going through, he doesn't know what it's like, I don't think he has the power to, like, push his opinion on me. And I think, even though I can't control what my dad thinks and says, I took back that power, and some of like the control that I have by not letting his opinion like I was mad I was like why does your opinion matter on this and then like things like that little things even if it's hard at first for example I don't know I used to feel really guilty about correcting people I still do but I'm working on it I promise ask my therapist (laughs) but just correcting people and pronouns. I used to scare them. Like, what if I make them uncomfortable? I don't like being uncomfortable. But honestly, it's a learning experience for everyone else to, like, know if they care about you, they don't want to misgender you. And a small reminder doesn't mean you're a bad person, doesn't mean they're a bad person. It's just, like, if for example someone's like oh no like you that's weird or something it's not my responsibility to make them comfortable and make them like oh it's okay that you messed up oh it's okay that you don't do this it's hard or whatever because it's something that you can own and like if you're confident about the control I don't know not control but like if you're confident Ugh, I don't know how to word this, like... 
a lot of bad things are out of your control, so the only thing you can, like, have a grasp on is yourself. And I think that's really important. And, um, I was gonna talk about something else considering control, and then I forgot. Um, one sec. I, I, I got this, I promise. Okay, maybe I don't. It completely blanked my mind. Um, I'm trying, but it's not working, and I still don't remember. <laughs> Please help. Am I gonna bail on this, or am I gonna try and remember? I think I'm gonna have to bail. I honestly, like, zero clue. Okay, I mean. I mean, yay. But, oh no, I'm proud of myself. Uh, I hope you learned that your life is in your hands to whatever degree. And even if you can't control everything, the one thing that you can always control is yourself. But don't control yourself really hard because some things are out of your control. And if you try and force it, then that's not good. And don't harm others. Don't harm yourself. Uh, yeah. If it makes someone uncomfortable, doesn't mean it's always bad. Um, I don't know. Pull your own lessons from this. Just don't. I'm not a professional, don't listen to any medical, I don't know, professional advice. And yeah, I may be grown, but I'm still groaning. Help. Oh.